On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're taking one last look at the home opener win and then looking forward to tomorrow's matchup against the Detroit Red Wings. All that coming up and more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dank. I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Before we get things going, I just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Power yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. On today's episode of Locked on Lightning, we are discussing one last look at the home opener win against the Nashville Predators, as well as looking towards the the game coming up tomorrow against the Detroit Red Wings, the first matchup of the season. Uh, so I watched the game, the home opener, probably for the fourth time in the last three days. And that's not counting the actual live broadcast. And I had to go back at the lines for the defensive core, because I think that was something that was really, really interesting to me because it, it it's, it's one of those things with this lightning team that I feel like, has really held them back is that the John Cooper and, and, you know, even though he is the head coach, I'm sure he's getting advice from his coaches around him, the people in the coaches room saying, you should do this, you should do that. And so, and, and obviously he has those people there for a reason because he trusts them. And the thing is, is though, I feel like oftentimes with this lightning team and with this lightning coaching staff, at least within the last year, um, reason does not prevail. And I had to go back and it turns out that Eric Chernak, I mean, he was also getting some burn on the second line with Sergachev and then Radish was also with Dahan here and there. And then they switched things up here and there throughout the course of the game. But I, I don't, like the idea and maybe this is just me and i i think how i'm going to go about this is make an argument for both and so as it is projected for tomorrow's game eric chernak will be starting on the third line with calvin dehan while darren radish is on the second line with mikhail sergachev now they won the game that's great um don't have a problem with it. My thing is, is that when you look at this, def- this lightning defensive core, there are lots of ways that it could go right. And there's lots of ways it could go wrong. And I feel like Eric Chernak has most certainly earned himself a spot higher than the third round. Uh, I mean, the third line. 
I didn't have a problem with the way he played last year. I really thought for the most part he was the the best defenseman on this team. And I find it odd that he's on the third line. You know, as you all know, last year he was on the second line with Mikhail Sergachev. But at the same time, I feel like when you look at this lightning defensive core, and this is no knock against Nick Pervix at the end of the day. This is a coaching decision. Nick Pervix, you know, just goes out there and plays hockey. That's all he cares about. Um, Nick Pervix had a good start to the season last year. Uh, he shocked a lot of people. But my issue with all of this, obviously, is that he's on the first line with Victor Hedman. Uh, I think Nick Pervix is a very good player. I think that he has shown sparks and flashes of being able to not only play at the NHL level, but to play on the first line with Victor Hedman. Now, having said that, I think that part of the reason why he was moved up to the first line last year throughout the course of the season really was because <clears throat> injuries here and there. Uh, Victor Hedman wasn't exactly having a good season. That combination of Sergachev and Chernak on the second line was probably the best combination that this Lightning team had defensively throughout the course of the season. Um, and, you know, you don't want to throw all your aces uh, out front to begin, you know, your, your shifts. You know, you want to kind of spread the wealth out so as along the line. So at least, you know, you don't have – if you have two defen two very good defensemen, you throw them all in the first line, you know, that kind of leaves your second and third lines kind of thin. And so I get that. But I think that, and and this is obviously game two we're talking about. This isn't, we're not in game 56 or going into the, into the playoffs talking about this. This is game two. So obviously there's going to be a lot of room for, for, for movement up and down the lineup. But I think that really, to kind of maybe play fortune teller here or, you know, step in the coaching shoes. I, I think that Chernak should be on the first line. I think him and Hedman, Hedman kind of seems, you know, from everything that we saw in that, that win against Nashville, Hedman seems like he's back to his old self. I mean, I didn't really pay that much attention to him when they were on the defensive side of things on the other side of the ice on their, in their own zone. I was kind of more entertained, though, by his offensive, how he was a little bit more aggressive, uh, how he didn't he wasn't indecisive with the puck when he was choosing to, to whether or not to shoot it. And that's a big deal for for Victor Hedman, considering how things were last season with him. But I think at the end of the day, and this solely really, I think, depends on how Hedman does offensively. I think that John Cooper's going to have to move Chernak up to that first line. I think that Perbix, you know, as mature as he is, and what we saw from last year was just a really good sample piece from him of that maturity. I think at the end of the day that his talents would be better used on the second line with Mikhail Sergachev. And then I think Radish is capable enough to, to play on the third line and, you have him and Dahan, and then I think that's a perfect combo. I just think that Chernak, really, at the end of the day, is a first line defenseman. Um, you throw him and Hedman together, and I think you have a great combination there, especially if one is 
solely focusing on offense, and the other one is doing a very good job defensively. So let me know in the comments below what you think about that. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, f- one last thing really from from this game, was Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov really, as much as we talk about how great of a player he is and just what he does and what he brings to this team, um, seeing it after having five months off is a whole nother ball game and something that really I can't understate how important he is to this team. And the way he was playing, you know, we've seen coach play with some sort of, I wouldn't say reckless abandon, because I think that's a irresponsible way to describe it. But I think that this, I think we could all agree that this was the most aggressive we've seen from him in quite some time. And, and that really goes back and well, not really goes back, but I think it goes hand in hand with what I talked about yesterday, how really with this team, what they have to do going forward to begin games is take what they did in the first 10 minutes of that, of that game against Nashville. Now you're not going to hold every team to two shots to start off a game or in a period, but if they could get somewhat close to that, I think that's great. And on the offensive side of things, the puck possession, they dominated. And a large part of that had to do with Nikita Kucherov. He had five shots and two goals. And I, if you've been listening to this show for a very long time, or even since the summer, you will know when I talk about Kuch, the, the one thing that is really something that he hasn't done a lot of is that is, is shoot the puck with almost reckless abandon. I think that's the right way to put it in that scenario. Uh, five shots, I think, is good enough for him to where he could do some real serious damage uh, against an opposing team, and he did. Like I said, took five shots, scored two goals. I, I think that's perfect. Um, I think that's a perfect performance from him. Um, and, and going forward, we will be doing a three stars of the game thing. You know, it won't necessarily correlate with what the nhl does or whatever the teams do um but we're gonna do our locked on lightning um three stars of the game so definitely want to keep an eye out for that and i he would be number one nick paul would be two and the case could certainly be made that jonas johansson was three in that game so let me know in the comments what you think um do you think the Lightning start from zero? We'll talk about that coming up, uh, especially after opening night. Nashville Predators, kind of a wild card kind of team. A team that you not really know if winning, uh, beating them is 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 really like a, a major victory in terms of, all right, that's that's a good measure of where we are right now. Or does it start all over, especially after three days off against your one of your division rivals, and that's the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow. We talk about that game. We preview that. All coming up, coming up in just a little bit. But first, a word from our friends over at Jace Medical. Now, if you haven't heard about Jace Medical, listen, these things is absolutely phenomenal. Now, you know, with with uh, some of the a lot of the pharmacies near us, 
in New York City closing down the stores. My nephew recently got sick. He got he got sick with a virus. And luckily, through our sponsorship with Jace Medical, uh, my sister was able to help him out with his ailment with her Jace case. Uh, with storms, shortages, and pandemics, you, know, you might not even have the same thing as we do here. But, you know, if you're in the middle of nowhere or, you know, you just don't have uh, the right opportunity uh, stores around you to get that kind of stuff, you need Jace Medical as well. Because, listen, it's, it's super easy and it's going to help your family out in the long run because Jace Medical is simple. You go online, you fill out a form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. Jace case gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. So get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout. That that's on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So as always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are also available on YouTube. Uh, Go ahead. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the channel. We're getting ever closer to that coveted 1000 mark on the subscriptions and we could only do it with your help. So go ahead and do that. So closing the door on game number one, looking towards game number two in Detroit. And, you know, if you were following us from the beginning of the week, you know I was very highly, highly annoyed over the fact that the Lightning had three days off after starting the NHL season. Um, At the same time, now looking back on it, it does present an interesting question. After having such a good win at home, winning 5-3, the game was not as close as it seemed in the score box. I could 100% tell you that. You know, Nashville did play phenomenal in that second period, but then third period, the Lightning pulled away. And um, yeah, that's that's all she wrote. And now they got three days off, and now they go up against a Detroit Red Wings team who narrowly lost the game against the New Jersey Devils, who are going to be one of the best teams in the league this year. Uh, Definitely, in my opinion, probably a top three team in the Eastern Conference, if everything goes right. Now, as always, that is highly dependent on goaltending for that team. But this this Red Wings team uh, was really a pain in the butt last year for the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning went 2-2 against them in regular season play. they outscored the Red Wings throughout the course of those four games, 14 to 11. Uh, that's about three, three and a half goals per game um, where the Lightning only gave up 2.75 goals per game. And as we all know from the last couple of years, and this is going to be the case for some other teams in this uh, this division, is that this Red Wings team is a team where we look at their their roster and we say, wow, this team looks really good. They're going to be a playoff team. And they, if the Lightning don't come into this game playing like they did against Nashville, 
this game could get out of hand really quick. And you know what? That's 100% true. Um, but at the same time, this is another team just like what we'll talk about when the Lightning run into Ottawa in a couple of days. This is also a team that really it could fall off the rails relatively quickly if all parties and not, if if everybody on this team doesn't come to the table to do what they need to do. And it really starts with teams like this with, with, with goaltending. And I think that <clears throat> the lightning for the game plan is to just attack the, the, the net early on, whether it be Vili Huso or James Reimer, chances are it's going to be Vili Huso um, who, like I've said in the past is a, a player, a goalie that first of all, have no idea why St. Louis ever traded him. I don't know why you would think even in that time frame. I think it was two years ago uh, when they traded him that for some reason they thought Jordan Bennington was their franchise goaltender, which now obviously they look extremely foolish in trading Billy Huso instead of Jordan Bennington, who is really just a untradeable player at this point. And then you look against, you look above, you look across this lineup and you see some familiar names and you see some names that maybe you've never heard before or maybe not so familiar with. And but the name that obviously stands out with this with this Red Wings team and obviously a name that's really going to have to be on every Lightning fan and players radar coming into this game is Alex DeBrinket. Uh He was acquired from Ottawa in the offseason, which another head scratcher. Not sure why Ottawa would trade uh, a player like DeBrinket. uh to to an in-division rival um, now that i say it out loud I, he may have signed free agent as a free agent but i think i'm pretty sure he was traded but you look at this team from top to bottom especially those first three lines um if the lightning don't come out of the gate swinging real quick um this could get ugly real quick i could see especially with a guy like johansson and even on a night if vasileski were to play um it, this is a team where they could get on you real quick they could play very physical and even though the Lightning are going to be on the road, this is going to be their first road game of the year, they're going to have to come out with the same energy as they did at Amelie on Tuesday night. I mean, there's really no other way to to describe it or, or really say it, that if the Lightning lose this game, it's going to be by them, by their own undoing. Um, so just listing off some of the, the lines for the Red Wings so Lightning fans could get a little bit of a sense of what we're up against tomorrow night. In Detroit, you got Debrinket, Dylan Larkin, and Lucas Raymond. Uh, if you've been following this team last year, the Lightning, you would know in the four games, uh, especially who Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond are. Roy Fabry, JT Comfort, David Perron, Ramison, Cop, and Sprong, Costin, Valino, and Fisher on the fourth line, rounded up for Detroit. And then you got Wallman, Cider, Sherat, Petrie, Goshus Bear, and Hall. Everybody who's followed this Lightning team, even from the playoffs, should know who Justin Hall is. Everybody who followed this 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 team during the regular season last year, or even if you were just you know an average hockey fan, didn't really have a team yet, you should know who Mo Snyder is. He's one of the best up and coming defensemen in the league. He's a pain in the butt, and he's going to cause a lot of problems. And he could score quite a bit. So that is something that the Lightning are going to have to do a job of. Really, a, a tough task early on in the, in the year is slowing down all the weapons 
that are on this Detroit Red Wings team. So really, the way to attack it, I think the best way logistically is to not so much worry about those guys, is to just worry about yourself. And this might sound a little cliche, but just worry about yourself and go out there and, and worry about causing traffic, causing havoc. Uh, and it all starts with what's going to happen off the, the initial puck drop. And if the first couple lines to get things going, no, I'm not saying that the Lightning have to come out of the gates and score three goals in the first period. No, I'm not saying that they have to limit Detroit to under five shots in the first period. No, absolutely not. I would rather it be a close game through three periods and the Lightning doing a good job of puck possession, of limiting chances, of of playing hard along the boards, stuff like that. Day one stuff that you learn in hockey of how to do. If you could do the day one stuff, which the Lightning have struggled at times to do, limiting the turnovers, uh, limiting the the space for these players to get open shots and eliminating passing lanes. If they could do little things like that, um, everything else will come together. That's how that's how really just talented this Lightning team is, you know. And and what I've said, even I'll say it now, you know, maybe a little bit with a little bit of reserve now that this. Red Wings team is kind of a little bit more matured since last year because in past years I I have for the most part said the same thing is that you know they have a lot of weapons they have a lot of talent but they're young and really all you have to do is outlast them that may not be so much the case this year for this Lightning team when it comes to Detroit like I said a team in recent years that even though the Lightning have come out of those those season matchups 500 or higher they have still really struggled and they have really kind of fallen into just allowing the Red Wings doing almost whatever they want to a certain extent. And like I said, and I've said this in years past and I've said this and I'll say this now is that really when it comes to teams like this, teams that are kind of on the cusp of making a run, kind of on the cusp of being a playoff team, the lightning always kind of fall into this trap. Now, if whether it's intentionally just showing up more relaxed than you usually would against a, a Maple Leafs or a Bruins, they kind of go into these games kind of like, well, you know what? Even if we get off to a bad start, we're gonna we're gonna be able to stay in this game. We're gonna be able to score goals later on. And quite honestly, you can't do that anymore. Like I said, this team is. This Red Wings team is caught up with the Lightning. Um, the players have developed. They've added some more weapons, some veteran weapons, uh, most namely Alex DeBrinkett. And on top of that, you don't have Andre Vasilevsky in that. You can't really get away with that anymore. Um, you know, Joe Hansen, even though the Lightning uh, really, as a team, were responsible for those goals. And, you know, those were, for the most part, very good shots as well. I think that, you know, Joe Hansen, unfortunately, you're going to see some of his flaws in this game because Detroit's have, like I said, they've grown up and they know how to exploit goaltenders and, and get into their heads and, and to wreak havoc. So the Lightning are going to have to come out of the gates swinging uh, as fast as possible. So fingers crossed that happens. I think that we will see more of the same. 
from what we saw in opening night. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And as as always, we'll uh, be back on. I will say on Sunday, we'll drop a recap for Sunday, uh, just so uh, we could talk about that uh, because that is a late night uh, tomorrow. So we won't be able to get to a recap out tomorrow night, but we'll get a recap out Sunday. So keep an eye out for that. So. We'll wrap things up in just a little bit. But first, I'm going to talk about our friends over at the Sleeper app. Now, if you haven't heard about the Sleeper app, well, guess what? This is a great app. We've partnered up with them. I use them for fantasy hockey. I use them for fantasy football. It's 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 a no-brainer. It's one of the easiest apps out there. Let me let me let me explain it to you. So Braden Point scores a hat trick. The Lightning win the Stanley Cup. And if you want to win 100 times your money, Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app is the way to go. These are all possible scenarios for the season. But to have a chance at winning big, just like the Lightning, you need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper. You can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy so use promo code locked on NHL. You'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details. So wrapping things up on the show, I like to thank all of you for making us our first listen. Once again, uh, super happy that hockey season's finally started. I mean, just with a stereo, almost a, almost a stereotypical hockey uh, off season for the lightning. Uh, you know, we've had some news here and there. Connor Sheary, uh, Calvin DeHaan showing up. Um, obviously, the Vasilevsky news wasn't exactly good news, but at the same time, super relieved that the Lightning are back on the ice. Super happy that they're back on the ice winning games. And I really think, you know, this is going to be uh, a good, a very good season for them just because. They had five months off, pretty much. They were able to kind of get their ducks in a row in the offseason. And at the same time, you know, as much as it sucks that Vazzy's going to be out for the first two months of the season, I think it helps this team in the long run because we saw it last year with Sorelli. He was out for the first couple of months, came back. He looked like a man possessed. And I think Vasilevsky's going to do that. Is he going to win the Vezina? I don't know. And I'm sure a lot of people who maybe whose goaltenders will be in the running for the Vezina if, if Vasilevsky is a top three finalist. I guarantee you, as always, the haters will say, well, you know what? He had a later start than everybody. He didn't play as many games. So this, that, and the other thing. Well, listen, it is what it is. I mean, we've seen other goaltenders win with lesser stats than Vasilevsky. And you know what? That's just the way it goes. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. But um, really enthusiastic about this schedule. I think that... The lightning kind of hit the the ground running real quick coming out of the gate. I spoke about it on a couple episodes ago, so go back and listen to that. But the schedule, I think, is like I said, really good because you know you're playing some tough teams very quickly, uh, and and you know Toronto, uh, Carolina, Seattle, all in the span of three weeks, and and I think that's phenomenal for a lightning team who, as we know, kind of. I wouldn't say get lackadaisical, but they they get they have a hard time getting things going uh, historically. So being almost forced into kind of being disciplined and doing the right thing early on in the season, I think is going to be 
a very good thing for this Lightning team. I think it's going to work wonders. And with that added rest, I think it's really going to help this team uh, get back to the Stanley Cup final. So we'll be back Sunday night to talk about uh, Saturday's hopeful win and the Lightning going up 2-0 uh, in going up. 2-0 and on the season, and you know we'll be looking towards the rest of the schedule in the week uh, following. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.